Hey, this is Hillary Crowley, and I'm happy to be back. Um, this is the Good Energy Healing Show, and I'm on the third part of a series of the idea of the healer's journey, the adventure of the healing journey. And it is tough to be back. I gotta say, I've I've um I've been gone for a little while. I'm just checking in and uh, noticing that um, I started a a journey within a journey within a journey with the podcast here. And we flowed through COVID. I got through the series on the chakras. And then I thought it'd be a really good idea to start a series as an energy worker to talk about the power of mythology, Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey, and how the hero's journey becomes the healer's journey. And um, I didn't realize when I did that, I was saying yes to an adventure. I was saying yes to a much deeper dive into studying the adventure itself. I'm constantly on a healer's journey with each of my clients. Um, I'm part of their journey. Maybe I show up as the wise guide. Um, that's part of the wheel of the adventure's journey. Um, the adventurer's journey, it's part of the wheel. Um, and then it became about something much deeper. It became uh, a process of, I had to live this to be able to speak about it, to be able to bring it into the good energy healing show. And I wasn't sure what I was living, what I was experiencing. Um, between now and the last time I recorded the episode, so many adventures have happened to me. Um, on a career note, I taught a major class about developing your intuition. And although the content was easy for me, the process of stepping up and speaking in front of hundreds of people and all that, all that good stuff, um, that was really hard for me. Um, and, um, I learned and I loved it. And just because it was hard meant, I just meant I was on the, I was on the journey. Um, I also got to, to live my dream and teach over at Kripalu in the Berkshires. And I'm going to be doing that again next year. So I stepped up, I said, I really want to examine what it feels like to develop in a journey, you know, to be in a journey, to develop myself on, a, on, on a path of a journey. And in doing so, um, I learned and I wanted to share with you today what I've learned and what I'm learning. And it's about the power of rest. It's about the power of rest as an essential part of the healing journey, as an essential part of the mountain climb, of the hero's journey, of the rescue effort, of all of it. When do we make time for rest? My programming doesn't allow for rest except for productive rest in the form of sleep. Um, what else am I doing? Okay, productive rest in the form of meditation, that the doing, the being, um, just having to be doing and doing and doing. Um, I can't imagine being on an adventure and plotting out how important it is to rest. However, I had some time in the form of what feels like a proverbial writer's block where I don't know how I'm going to come back to this series 
on the adventure. I don't want to leave the adventure, but I don't know how to come back to the series on the adventure. What's going on with me? Like, I was, what's going on here? I want to be back, but what's going on? So I dove deeper and I went specifically to the power of the journey of climbing a mountain, which is the metaphor I referred to before. It's a good metaphor, climbing a mountain. And um, I got really curious about the idea of a base camp, a base camp. And uh, it turns out that the base camp is really important for the mountain climbers, the big mountains. When you're tackling the big mountains, you got to have a base camp set up. Makes sense to me. Where are you going to set up the tents? You got to have a base camp. It's where the communication happens. It's where um, the food is cooked. It's where the people are there. It's where the first aid tent is. It's your base camp. That's what I know what a base camp is, but I miss the most important reason for a base camp. And this, my friends, helped me understand why resting, peace, calm, and resting is such an important part of a successful journey. It is when and where we acclimate. And I mean when and where, because it's the base camp is time taken in a place on the mountain where the air acclimates and you wait until you're acclimated because you have to change the way your relationship to the air and your blood and oxygen because you're about to go up into thinner air. And so the acclimation takes nothing short of time. You can't fake it or force it. You, you can carry uh, tanks of, of um, oxygen with you, and that can be a different kind of mountain climbing. But the organic reasons for a base camp was to allow your own physical body to adjust to the thinner air. Whew. That, to me, made this mountain climbing metaphor, as related to the hero's journey, make so much more sense to me. But it still wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough. Um, because I could, I could be ready. I could feel acclimated and it was, it's time to go, go, go. It's time to go, to go, go. And so from the mountains, I went to a session. I was with a session with a, a very, um, wise client of mine, which I would argue is a description of every single client I have. So I was connecting to the wisdom body of my client and she's in a time of recovery, right? Like many of us are a time of recovery. We're recovering. And in her case, it was an injury she was recovering from. And she's an avid gardener. Like so many of my clients up here in New England are, they really understand the land. They're, you know, from, from traditions of gardening, farming, harvesting, and so forth. So it was no surprise at all that her body would communicate in those metaphors. And I was brought back to a word I had not heard in a long time. And the word is fallow. F as in Frank, A-L-L-O-W, fallow fallow land. And fallow land, I'll just say for everybody listening, just to remember what it is, it's the tradition of leaving uh, a, a garden or a field unharvested or unplanted 
for sometimes one season, one year, but sometimes two or three years so that it can restore its nutrients. Fallow land. There it is again. A beautiful expression of the importance of rest, the base camp, right? And then the fallow land to rest. And still it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I was like, okay, the fallow land. Well, I just want to stay. I want to have my fallow season. I want to, I want to rest. I want to rest. But I've been so drawn to this message, this missing piece of the hero's journey. I can't wait to express it. And yet I couldn't find the right time, the right beat, the right moment to get there. So the other morning I woke up for no particular reason, because I haven't been near the ocean lately. I don't live far from the ocean, but I, 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 I wasn't near the ocean. It's not a season of swimming in the ocean. The weather is getting cooler here. I woke up with the notion of the riptide. And anyone who ever visits the ocean um, needs to know about riptides. They look like the calmest waters. And sometimes they're inviting. Because it looks like a, a place where you where you where you want to kind of go right in. It's where it's where the waves aren't really crashing. It's a it's the car the calmer waters. And the riptide is dangerous for a couple of major reasons. One is that it's deceptive, and the second is that it's ripping you out to sea. It's gonna pull you, pull you, pull you out. So that's dangerous because it's a it's a, it's like a current on the beach and it will pull you out like a river out far, far away, you know, yards and yards away. I've been caught in a riptide, um, on a rowboat before. Um, and I got pulled all the way out of the Harbor out towards, you know, uh, the long Island sound. I was young and I was with my friend, Jen and, um, family friend. And so the parents are all friends and hanging out. And I don't even think they realized we were gone. Um, but we got pulled in with a, with a motorboat, um, that saw our, our scared faces and our inability to row, um, out in the ocean. Um, and we got pulled back in by good people who are savvy to Marine, you know, and, and they knew what had happened. So we'd got pulled out by, uh, I think it was a riptide, thinking we could just play around the beach with a rowboat and we got pulled way out. The problem is, is when you're swimming, if you're swimming and you get pulled out away from your home base, your beach, your, where you're, where you're set up, where your land is, where, what you want to do with all of your energy, theoretically, if you don't know how riptides work is you're going to want to swim right back. You're going to want to get back and swim against that tide and make it back. That's how people get hurt or killed in a riptide. So we have the base camp, which is where you acclimate. You have the fallow land where you rejuvenate and you get your resources back. And then you have the riptide, which every authentic document by the Coast Guard by the Red Cross that's ever put out there about how to survive a riptide is that you go with it and you go with the riptide and you let it carry you out like a great horizontal fountain. Because if you let it carry you all the way out, just drift and give into it, 
it will eventually kick you out and swing you back around to the waves that will that will um, agree that the water flows towards the beach. But the disagreeable riptide um, is going away from the beach and pushing against it um, and fighting it is a message of um, another message for me about the hero's journey, about the importance of rest. It's much more restful to go with the riptide, even though it feels like you're going against what would be your survival plan. So I'm Hillary Crowley and welcome, welcome back to the Good Energy Healing Show. I guess I'm, I guess I'm going for it. I guess I'm finally ready to talk about rest. Um, one of the ways that I could do this is just to not do anything and just let you rest. Um, if anyone wa- listens to my my uh, podcast in sequence, it might sound like, well, that was a big rest you took um, back in the day, you know. When we weren't watching, like binge watching uh, Netflix session, you know, um, seasons um, all at once, you know, you used to have to wait, you know, until the next season started. You'd you'd have to wait every week until you know your Sunday, your favorite show came on on Sunday night, and then when the season was over, you'd have to wait another nine months or you know six months or the summertime until the season resumed. I don't know. Maybe there's some magic to that. Maybe that's in my programming. Um, I certainly didn't expect to take such a big stop. Um, and the, for those of you who are listening um, straight through, you'll see that I took a big stop and I didn't I didn't want to and I didn't need to. But look what's happened. I mean, we had a pandemic that I have it recorded that we thought it was going to last maybe a month or two. And we're into the third year. Um, there's, there's, there's so many reasons to stop and pause and reflect, um, and recover and have a fallow season that we don't have to harvest, you know, every bit of, uh, of fruit, you know, from our, from our yield. Um, it's so important for the body to rest. Um, we're coming into a season of rest up here in new England, uh, the apoptosis just happened with the trees. Um, they let the, the the living trees know how to let the leaves go. Apoptosis is the opening of the fist, the letting go. And it's also um, a signal of the anti-cancer of the body. Um, the absence of apoptosis is a hallmark for cancer. So we want to let go. And that, that can happen with the resting I've thought a lot about uh, the idea of letting go as well. We, we, we assume that letting go means to let go of things that don't serve us anymore. At least I do. So letting go of what doesn't serve us anymore. But I was also thinking about like letting go as letting go and seeing what happens, seeing what good things can happen. Um, letting go to see what's up, see what's possible. Um, that's another way of letting go. Letting go of knowing the outcome, letting go of um, limiting expectations, not just letting go of the things we expect to be bad or the habits we expect to be bad, but just letting go and seeing what happens. Um, uh, All that letting go is such a spiritual, physical, emotional um, thing, but it can just be a decision 
to live your life in a, in a, a more balanced state of apoptosis, which is knowing that billions of your cells are shedding every day. Why not shed a few thoughts or shed a few beliefs that, you know, you don't need to hold on to anymore. Let go just to let go. Um, doing that's going to feel like rest. Um, take your fist and hold it as tight as you can, you know, for as long as you want until it starts to get tired. Cause that takes a lot of muscle to hold a fist tight. So as you let go, as you let go, it just slowly kind of opens up for you. And that's when you, um, that's when you'll find you'll find your way. Okay. Very exciting. Um, the other thing that's happened to me since our, um, okay, I have, so since I took a little break, I also had the uh, privilege of adopting two kittens and one just jumped up and who's not so small anymore, just jumped up and you might even hear purring. Um, nice to see you. Welcome. Welcome to the show. And the other one is really little. Um, but uh, I feel like that might be a reason why I took a took a little break too, because I became in charge of uh, these young ones. Um, really interested to see how this is going to sound on the recording. Hey, bud. Hey, buddy. You just came right up to here. How are you doing? And then I got a little one, and we're probably going to hear them both. <laughs> um, animals are a beautiful example, not to mention cats themselves, about knowing the power of rest. Uh, okay. They are both up jumping on me. And this is why I should have this as a recording, or maybe I would have stopped the recording. But um, yeah. So I feel like I've got some major cat energy that's like, wow, we really wish the humans would be better at resting. We really wish they would be much better at resting because with rest, um, uh, we would all be better citizens. So um, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that the purring is getting picked up on the microphone. Um, I liked having fun. This is the Good Energy Healing Show. I love this. Um, some would call it a... Um, some would call it a passion project. Um, I heard a passion project expression used recently as a um, euphemism for something that doesn't make you money. Um, I don't agree with that. Um, I think a passion project is something that isn't directly related to, you know, economic gain, but um, I encourage all of you guys to take a little rest and figure out what you would do if you didn't have, if, if what you would do, if you could, if you could put your voice out into the world or your energy or your most importantly, your creativity out into the world, that can be music, that can be thoughts, that can be, um, charity, uh, whatever it is that you want to put out into the world. Um, that's kind of my best, my best thoughts about what a podcast is all about. But anyway, I am taking the kitty cat and putting it over here and hoping that they'll just play together. You might have some background noise, but I'm remembering this is another reason. I mean, there was a lot that was keeping me from coming back to this, this episode. And I'm not saying it for those of you that need to hear about my process so much. Um, I like to talk about the flexible mindset. So, um, what I really want to say is, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be things that get in your way. And, um, 
it's probably a signal that it's your time to rest um, because we're not going to get signals to rest. It takes a really, if you're a boss, a leader, you know, break the, break the chain and, and just be that person who says, I notice you need a rest. I notice you need a break. What can we do to make sure you're taking care of yourself? You do that with every single person that you're managing. You're going to be an amazing manager. You're going to be, and you're going to enjoy your work and you're going to be a leader um, that's going to build the level of trust that's going to optimize, optimize um, the productivity of whatever that is, whatever you're harvesting. We have to honor the time of rest. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't need to go on too long today. I wanted to review that so that I can get back to Joseph Campbell's journey, the call to adventure, the answering the call, the finding the wise guide, the dark night of the soul, and so on and so forth. Discovering your gifts, returning with your gift. It's all beautiful. Um, But I don't see... And maybe I need to look at it again. Maybe it was my own blind spot. I didn't see that space of rest. And Basecamp tells you exactly where to put that space of rest. You see the mountain. You want to climb the mountain. You prepare to climb the mountain. You say yes to the mountain. And then you set up your base camp. And then you wait. And then you acclimate. So what's your mountain? What's your mountain that you have in front of you? What is it? And in my case, it's life. I can't even begin to tell you. It's a mountain range, right? It's a mountain range. I can't even begin to tell you. Like, I can't choose one mountain. Um, But the spirit of adventure is the spirit of our, our own life. And it's just nice to honor the quiet resting moments for yourself. You'll need them. You don't want to climb that mountain without having, you know, acclimated yourself. Um, You don't want to over harvest the land. And you definitely don't want to swim against the riptide. Because all three of those things will will lead to taking you all the way um, out of the adventure and into being rescued. And then you'll wait until you can start another adventure again. But that's why we teach these things. That's why Joseph Campbell taught these things, that one of the human experiences is to share the wisdom for the next person. And uh, I wanted to share that rest, mental rest, physical rest, um, social, taking a rest, retreat. It's, um, it's something absolutely available to you. And uh, one time I was getting an energy healing session and one of the messages was back in the day I had a cat again. So the cat energy is coming up. And uh, it was when I had a cat who went on to live a full, beautiful life. But the message is watch your cat. Your cat will teach you how to pace yourself through the day, when to rest, when to play when to eat, when to frolic, when to be silly, and when to curl up in a ball and just be comfortable. 
so um, quiet and reflective and purr. I don't know if the purring made it to this recording. Um, this in any other world would have been absolutely like a blooper reel. Um, but if I picked up on the purring on this, oh man, I hope so. And if I didn't, um, I hope you, you saw what happened in the middle of today's session. I had both kittens break through the barrier, um, jump up onto the table and come right at the microphone and just stop, start purring right into it to say hello to me, to say hello to all of you. I don't know how you feel about cats, but, uh, one thing cats are good at is resting and uh, maybe they needed to be the power animal of the day, the domesticated cat uh, that knows exactly about the cycle of rest as part of their daily adventure. I'm Hillary Crowley and this is the Good Energy Healing Show. I'm back in action uh, coming out of a season of rest and I hope to catch you the next time. Uh, if you're a new listener, please remember to subscribe and hit the five stars. I do energy healing work. I uh, talk about intuition uh, out there in retreats that I do. And I've published a book called The Good, the what is the name of my book? Um, the Power of Energy Medicine, Your Natural Prescription for Resilient Health. I'm really proud of that book because it uh, has a lot of stories in it. Uh, a lot of personal stories, a lot of case studies, and it's infused with a healing energy that kind of, you know, was describing what I hadn't seen described before, the ineffable human connection, the power of the human connection to move us through any disease or times of sorrow or times of crisis and times of joy. And so, um, yes, this is my passion project. Thanks for joining me here. I will absolutely catch you the next time. Thanks for being here and have a beautiful day.